What's up guys, I'm Alex at generalgeibel.com. Welcome to the sixth episode of the Hard Dance Producer Network podcast. My guest today is Zardonic. He's a drum and bass DJ, mostly known for his nice blend between heavy metal instruments and very strong and awesomely produced drum and bass. If you never heard of him, you should definitely check it out. The first time I heard his music, I was blown away by the quality of his sound. So definitely make sure you check it out. As you would probably imagine an interview with a high-level producer like him, especially a drum and bass producer, would be very focused about snares and sound design and awesome bass lines and shit like that. As it turns out, exactly the opposite happened. We just started talking, a little bit chit-chat and shit and that, and all of a sudden an hour was over and we talked pretty much about all types of different topics. We touched a little bit on the situation which is going right now with the pandemic. He was telling that, you know, he self-isolated himself, um, talked a little bit about like how he is dealing about the situation right now with all the lost bookings and stuff like that. And also somehow we ended up talking some of the very serious and political topics. Um, this is still a Hard Dance Producer Network podcast and we still want to talk about music production but it's also nice to show you guys that not all of the hard dance producers are like dumb as fuck knuckleheads but you know can also entertain a very serious discussion like i said it's already a little warning we're not talking about snare drums and stuff like that we already agreed we're gonna repeat it and next time we're gonna talk purely music production but in my opinion it turned out to be a very 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 interesting conversation before we get started it like that podcast comment rate it wherever you listen to this podcast is available as a video version on youtube and as an audio version pretty much on all the major streaming platforms so you definitely have to check it out the art and producer network podcast okay not gonna talk too much let's roll the music welcome zardonic you're listening to the hard dance producer network the number one producer podcast for the harder styles Hosted by General Geibel. I did what I believe was the right thing to do, just stay locked in until I found out that nothing was happening. So I even had one of the neighbors knock on the door like they were, man, are you still alive? Are you okay? And then I told them, yeah, scared. I didn't want to give you guys Corona. Yeah. Um, and they were, they were all like, no, dude, listen, it's the same. We were in Milan recently, but nothing, nothing happened, you know, thankfully. So that's good. But it is, it is what it is. It's definitely weird times. Dude, that sucks. That sucks. I mean, no, you can't even leave the fucking country. No, we got like summer weather is like complete shit over here. It's like, you can't do shit. So it's, it sucks. I mean, I heard you can technically leave the country, but but not Europe, as as long yes. as you're traveling. Europe, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right now you can leave already, but it's a kind of also on your own risk, you know. So if you catch yeah. something, like they they're not gonna let you back in and shit. And I mean, you know, you don't want to be somewhere in Bratislava in a hospital or shit like that, you know. So, yeah, that's actually uh, something that I am a little concerned about because I have to go to Spain actually mm. uh, next week for uh, we're uh, in the process of getting a Spanish nationality. So I, I have to go there, sign a bunch of papers, and you know swear to the Spanish crown that I will join the army if they go to war and die for yeah. you know that kind of stuff. <laughs> is that is that that easy that you can you know you're not even living there? It's uh, something. It's something that happened because um, because of uh, how you call it when when you have a family from a country and then that gives you the right to. Uh, oh, I see. It, yeah. It's still a a very deep and complicated bureaucratic yeah. process, but it's finally at uh, at its end. Like we just need to go there, sign, and then I have to wait like maybe two years, and the consulate should tell me. Yeah. To go pick up my Spanish passport, but it's um, well, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things, man. Like being an immigrant, definitely, 
makes it much more difficult, especially when you are from a country like Venezuela, which sadly, you know, used to be this uh, booming economy and had all these uh, great things. We we had all sorts of agreements with other people, other countries, but these days uh, it's just not good for business anymore. Like the, the only country that uh, the, the, the Venezuelan passport is helpful for is actually Russia, because for some reason... I don't need a visa for Russia for anything. Yeah. I, I can go through the Russian border and tell them, hi, I'm a DJ. I come here to make money in your country. And they're like, what is your Russian visa? I'm like, Niet, I don't need a Russian visa because I am from Venezuela. So, so they're, and they look at me like, is this guy fucking with us? Like, don't yeah. fuck with us. We're, like, we're Russia. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> look it up. I mean it. And, and they look at me with this like in disbelief like how do you not need a visa to right. come to russia you know yeah but that's about it everything else i need a visa for every, every other place yeah, you know that sucks yeah i mean that that's definitely if you get like the spanish citizenship it's gonna make things a lot easier like, yeah especially, yeah. especially Europe. The, the eu i mean technically i can as a, as a german resident but with the citizenship then i guess i because i've been I've been wondering if uh, if I'm going to stay in Germany for the rest of my life. I may or I may not. Uh, also bringing my family here. Uh, so it's definitely a, a really good option. Like uh, this so far, I think, is uh, one of the countries with the best situation in all of Europe in yeah. general sense. Uh, but, you know, there's also going to be other factors. Like I'm not sure if I want to bring my mother here so she's isolated and, and unable to learn a language, for example, maybe she is, maybe she's all like, oh, I'll do it. But maybe she prefers to live in Spain or Italy. I guess, or I guess Spain would be the better call, right? I mean... In, in some regards, I mean, the, the system's a mess in, in Spain. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. But at least, like, you know, to integrate, um, I don't know, like, um, is it is it difficult for like with your spanish to talk and no in actually it's actually quite the opposite because uh you know latin america used to be mostly spanish colonies so because we were former spanish colonies there's some um we have some benefits so to say like, there's still I mean, it's not like everybody and their mom can come in. No, no, no. But... I mean, in, in terms of language, because, you know, um, like the French Canadian guy, if uh, like a real French guy doesn't understand the French Canadian guy talking, oh, even though they both speak French, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, what are the differences like from your Spanish to It's Spain? very similar because okay. um, we, we all have, of course, our own dialects and our own yeah. words, but um, there's some... Um, like it's not like comparing uh Deutsch and Bayerisch, you know. <laughs> yeah, okay, yes. Those yeah, that's, are that's a different thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's um no, it's in the end it's still the same language, just uh, different accents yeah. and a couple different words for say for papaya, we don't call papayas papaya in, in my country, we call yeah. it lechosa, that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know? it's like little details, yeah. Yeah. But so, everything else should be should yeah. be alright. Well, how are you? Shit, I mean, I, have, I think I last last time I saw you was in in Switzerland. In Switzerland, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I mean, you know, um, do, doing my thing. Of course, like you know, this whole pandemic shit also threw me off. Was supposed to be a really good year for me. Had yeah. like really good bookings and everything went down. But other than that, I can't complain. You know, do my stuff. Yeah, at least uh, at least the German government is helping. That's one thing that I'm like, oh my god! Well, like, I... they didn't help us. <laughs> no, like you know, my my wife, she's a photographer, and you know, I lost like a lot of um, money. But uh, you had to have like, I think you had to have fifty percent less in the first quarter than you had in the first quarter in the previous year. And last year, our first quarter was so bad that even with like all the money we lost this year, we weren't fifty percent less than last year to qualify for like this incentive. Ah, uh, yeah, because I think different different provinces had different rules. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we weren't even qualified to you know the the uh, Soforthilfe, 
We weren't even qualified to apply for that. So. No, in Nordrhein-Westfalen was a little like they. I heard in Berlin they basically they gave you five grand and no questions asked. Yeah. <laughs> now now they're getting all sued. <laughs> like yeah. now they start checking that shit. I already heard from a couple of people who've been writing down serious shit because nobody was checking that, and now they started checking, and a lot of people might get into trouble with that. Yeah. No, I mean, what they do here supposedly is um, they, they give you um, uh, an allowance and then you have to return what you don't use. Mm -hmm. So so I guess that's what I have to do. In uh, in uh, uh, At some point, I'm going to get that letter, just return the money and that's it. And yeah. uh, So but, you, you, you know, got some help from the government? or uh, Yeah, a little bit. But I also like, you know, I got my story about and I and basically yeah. I asked him to help yeah. me with everything. Like, I don't want to get in trouble. Like, are you yes. sure? do this and he's like yeah go for it would not be a problem we'll help you we'll take care of everything because you know maybe sometimes people don't don't necessarily have any like mean intentions or anything they just no, of course so. they, they screwed something up some paperwork and then and then they get into trouble so this is why i always ask him before i do anything before i invest in anything like yeah. you know there's some things that i could invest in for my for my work is this Can I use this money or should I not touch yeah. it? And he's like, no, if it's for your work, then yeah. Just, you know, what you're not supposed to be doing is like buy yourself a car or something yeah. or, or or like... Um, or, or a house to live in. <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of stuff, yeah. which, which is technically, you know, it's a very basic thing to have. It's, it's incredible that it's such a difficult thing to attain these days, which right. is something so basic. But but still, you know, there's there's a certain... Um, there's a certain amount you can play with as long as it's yeah. within the rules and well you know man that i've been following the rules since i came here and i think that's why you know the the all this uh and i think that's why they are okay with me yeah. you know um there's some um, there's no nothing is out of order basically it's like yeah but you know how it is like the bureaucracy in germany is like really really hard you know so I opened my first company in 2010 and been constantly learning about like, you know, this whole business shit. But dude, if I didn't have like the Steuerberater, I would make so much things wrong. And like to this day, still like every quarter she's calling me up and it's like, okay, this was wrong. This, the, keep an eye on that and shit. So there's like so much stuff to do. It's like, no wonder like people do it like full time for a job. You know? it's like, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I went. I went with this company that basically, you know, I I help as much as I can, basically, basically organizing all the invoices and whatnot. But I did tell him, like, dude, you know what? Even if I have to pay you a bit more, just 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 take care of everything because I don't yeah. want to to risk any any sort of trouble. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, Absolutely. Like, and, and how how are you holding up, like, with um, you know? Um, do you, do you do like some audio stuff on the side or like, yeah, that's basically what I've been doing the most. Uh, I mean, but, but to be fair, it, it's kind of like, um, like I got really lucky because I already started to shift most of my, my work schedule to the studio because I realized, um, I enjoy going out and touring. Definitely. It's something that is uh, very good. Not, not for the bank account for my soul. Yes, traveling, yes. meeting new people, um, just makes yeah. me really performing. Happy. Awesome, all the experience. You know, you go somewhere. You know, small shows, big shows, whatever. Just, just being able to go out, eat something different, meet someone different, different languages. It's, it's really a, a wonderful experience, especially if you're touring in Europe. But, um, I did realize, you know, it's. I started doing this. Um, audio engineering thing for a lot of rock and metal bands. And I realized like, shit, I'm getting really good at this. Mm -hmm. Like that able to, to, to achieve that, um, commercial American radio rock sound. Like I, I managed to get that and people are starting to take notice. So, so thankfully there's still people out there who are willing to pay money for my time and my work. So it's, it's enough to pay the dues. And, uh, That that's basically it. That's uh, that's what's um, that's what's keeping me afloat. Nice. Uh, we'll see what happens later. Uh, there's obviously still many other expenses that I need to take care of. Uh, 2019 taxes. Uh, fuck knows. You yeah. know. 
you know this you know the drill ever ever thought about sample packs and stuff i do have i do have a couple um but um i i don't sell them myself i basically did them did them for a company and licensed them so they would mm -hmm. sell them instead um i'm not sure if it was the best thing to do but you know it's it's kind of like easy and fast money and then mm -hmm. they get much more later but you know I, i'm still happy oh, so you sold them out like you don't get a percentage you just sold them or yeah, yeah. no I, i i basically do this for them and then they they keep the money but you know maybe maybe i should have i should have thought about doing this and selling them on my website like it's definitely something that i've been considering we'll we'll see you know there's there's mm -hmm. several ways to 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 put the money in and i already i just did for example um a few presets for a new synthesizer that came out uh, with plugin alliance and brainworks it's called a uh, nephonium uh it's it's is that out just, already It just came out. It's um, uh, yeah, it's an emulation of the actual Nephonium, which is like this um, monster monophonic synthesizer, which has over 200 vacuum tubes. Like it's crazy. Oh, I just downloaded it yesterday, yeah. but it's called it's called different on Plugin Alliance, right? It's something Nephonium, with, I think. You sure? Brain something with K or shit like with that. K. Nephonium. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes, yes. I just downloaded it yesterday because I just seen. I got like the subscription. All right. I just seen it's in my account, and I was like, "Awesome!" <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. yeah. There's a few. There should be a sardonic bank there, and there's also the glitch mob also did some presets. Like, there's a bunch of really really cool people involved. So this kind of stuff also helps. Um, uh, th that's basically what I've been doing. Just trying to put, you know, if I am able to do something, I figured out a way to to sell it to someone, uh, yeah. and and that's it. That that's pretty yeah. much it. You know. Whatever comes. Yeah, I mean, I um, you know, I've been making samples like the past, I think, four or five years. I've been working with different companies and usually got a cut. And um, since like half a year, I started doing it myself. But you know, selling that shit on your own, it's it's another job, you know. So yeah. it's just you you you're not you're not only making samples. You're a fucking marketer, entrepreneur at at, at some point. So this, yeah. this is the downside. The yeah, it's, tech it's, thing is, is, is no, a good it's, thing, uh, but it's a lot of work. <laughs> that's that's one of the reasons why. I mean, it's the same thing with you know having an agent or doing your own bookings. Like when I used to do my own bookings, I would get a lot more bookings myself. Same, maybe sometimes not the best, but but in the end. Um, I was able to 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 put together like a chunk of dates and make a make a good amount out of one tour, go home, save the money, and then right. invest in something else for the next show, something else. Uh, but you know, when you have an agent, maybe you get less shows. Some of them are better paid, uh, but there's only so much an agent can do for you if he's working full time for twenty, fifty, two hundred artists. So it's uh, it's um, But when you do your own bookings, it's it's definitely oh my god! Like I didn't know it was going to be so not only time consuming, it's exo it's mentally exhausting. Yeah, and the, I, the worst part is, I hate to negotiate for myself. I'm, yeah. I I I think I'm quite an okay businessman. And, you know, for a while I was like, you know, for my wife, for her photography, I was like, you know, handling the bookings there. And I was like really good with negotiating shit. But yeah. when it came down to like DJing and do the bookings myself, my God, I was always selling myself like way too cheap, you know, because like I really wanted it because you yeah. are kind of attached. It, it's Yeah, this kind of stuff happens too, because the promoters know that they know when you sell yourself, it'll immediately decreases your marketing value because they say man this right. guy is you know doing his own bookings and you know he doesn't have an agent like this it's it's a lot of bullshit but it sadly works like that it is and yeah. i also had the same thing like i also played a lot of shows for and and i sold myself really cheap because of the same reason i was like dude i need this date right now and and this date because this other date i'm not available whatever but when when you have an agent then the, it's a bit more flexible but they, they are able to 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 protect your yeah. your marketing value a bit more so yeah it's it's um it's definitely a tough one you know but we'll see i think um 
once this whole quarantine is over, we can finally start hopefully planning for something else. Like I was supposed to do a whole tour this year with uh, with Fickle Six, which is the vocalist from The Chemists, and mm-hmm. uh, the project has been very successful. Like people love the set and his show. He's just got this awesome energy. Uh, like they did in Moscow, this show where I just I I just realized my last show was not in Venice, it was in Moscow two weeks after Venice. Um, they did this anonymous poll to ask people like, you know, who did you think was the best show or the best set, whatever. And, you know, they had like Andy C, AMC, like all, all this drum and bass monsters, right? That, that right now are just killing it. René Levice, DJ SS was also a legend. Uh, he, I don't know. He, he has a very weird name. I don't know why he called himself DJSS. He is English and he's black. <laughs> so, such a terrible name. You can't do that. I know. I know, and I just have to clarify that because this is an interview that is done in, in Germany. So, no, there's no association. He is black. So, you know, no, no, don't, don't worry about that. Um, it's it's just like the, off the record right now. So we're going to get into it now. So I'm, I'm already recording, but we're still talking off the record. So. Okay, okay. So you can you can still cut this stuff. Yeah? Yes, 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 yes. Oh shit! Wait, all all this conversation—it's not going to go in the podcast. We can leave it in there. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can you can just chop some things out if you want or not. Uh, no, that's that's fine. Then we're gonna leave it in there. Usually, you know, I'm always recording everything, but usually it's always like a little bit chit chat and stuff, and then yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't mind as long as. I'm just a little bit afraid of this whole cancel culture thing and social justice warriors trying to yes, fucking. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'll be honest. I don't care if people say whatever they want to say uh, because I think this is this kind of mindset is very religious and you cannot uh, change anyone's minds, anyways. But I mean, I've seen, I've seen people who are literally like I don't know. They they lose gigs over over bullshit like that. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the number one rule. Like, stay away from that shit in the public. You know, that's you know, you can have your opinions, but like, don't touch serious topics. Because no matter what you say, you know, if you agree on one topic, there will be people who are gonna hate you for that because they got a different opinion. If you disagree on one topic, it's it's the same thing. You know, I got also like my set of strong opinions about everything, but I'm trying to really stay away from that in public. Yeah. You know, if we sit down and we, you know, drink a beer and this topic comes up, of course I'm going to share it. But like when yeah. I see, like, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter if it's your opinion or not. It's, I, I don't think like, you know, I wouldn't post anything about any political thing and say like, oh, I'm supporting this guy, I'm supporting that, or I'm pro-lives, those, pro against lives, those. It's like, yeah, I, I think it's it's stay away. We're well, in the no, entertainment industry, you know. The we, thing we that sh- I found out, you know, the this whole concept, which I, which I already think is uh, is fucking bullshit anyways, but this whole concept of left and right, left and right means completely different things in different right. countries. Like, uh, <laughs> and that's a big issue I had, for example, because, you know, I've been, I've been speaking a lot against the Venezuelan government, uh, who's done a, they have done a terrible job. Like this is no, it's, it's out there. It's on Google. Like you will see, um, uh, videos of, um, of tanks, r- like running over people, which is the exact same shit that the police was doing in the U S even though the U S now has a, I mean, I'm not sure if you, it's right wing, but it's not really, I, I, I mean, I think people forget what they, they use this word Nazi all the time to call people out. I think people are, I think this is actually offensive in itself because they are, I don't think they actually have an idea what they're saying when they're, right. when they're like that. I think it's a very strong word to use, but, um, you know, in this case, I don't care if someone's left or right. I just look at the big picture like this person person a is doing this to person b or people b group b group a group b i don't care if it's left or right so maybe in germany it's a little different uh but then you know if if i say this stuff then people because the link here they openly support the government of nicolas maduro in venezuela so if i say something against it 
oh, so you're speaking against the left. So you are with AFD. So you're a Nazi. I'm like, dude, <laughs> right. shut the fuck up. I'm yeah, from yeah. Venezuela. Shut the fuck you know? up. I don't fucking care. Like, you know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's a really weird. It's a really yeah, weird. Yeah, they, they don't have a gray area, you know. If you say something against the left, you're automatically right. It's yeah. it's not like you can say something against the left, but think like the right are also a bunch of idiots, you know. Yeah. So it's like you know, ask ask Poland what they think about both the left and the right. You know, I think they can tell you a lot. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the thing. Like people seem to forget all this, all this stuff. Like it, there has to be a more to that, uh, but. I mean, I, I also don't think it's everybody being like this. The, uh, it's definitely an, uh, it's definitely a smaller group, but they are sadly the ones that make the most noise. You know, the yes. most extreme are the ones that make the most noise because it's what they say, and this is it, and, and fuck you if you don't agree. Right. You know, no, right. no space for any debate, and well, it fucking is, terrible. It, yeah, definitely, definitely, and I and I definitely think that this can. Um, this can um, it's like create grounds for uh, I don't mean I, I don't want to say it like that but I see right now for example in America like there are very extremist groups um, starting to come up uh, on both the left and the right they're starting to put all these videos like uh, there's this thing called WW1 where with this this weird hashtag that the the, the super radical Trump supporters have WW1G, whatever it is. <laughs> whatever, yeah. And, stuff. and then there's this other side who are like trying to emulate what the Black Panthers were doing, like the extreme side of the Black Lives Matter movement. These are people with, with weapons, you know. Dude, like this could be a, this could become a fucking civil war, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and then, I don't know. And yeah, but I mean, like you said, you know, you you're not gonna change um, people's opinions, especially not with that stuff. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, if you talk to some sort of a racist, you know, and he gets in touch with people he thinks he hates, but then you know he can change his mind because, like, he kind of you know maybe talks to them. I don't know, changes his mind. But if like a whole group, like you know, bashing on him and say like that's what you have to think. I think it will create more hate, you know. That's Agreed. that's what I think. Like, you know, absolutely agree. There's yeah. this a completely wrong way of of uh, yeah. portraying the message. Like, I remember this guy. I forgot his name, but uh, he's very. He's an Italian American who is a former neo-Nazi. Uh, he created this group called Life After Hate, and he dedicates his life to finding, like extremists, racists, Nazis, he, he he goes to them and talks to them from a point of understanding. He's like, I understand your hate. I understand why you think like this. Let me show you why you're wrong and how I found out that I was wrong. You know, That's what I mean. That's what yeah. I mean. That's how you can change people's minds. But you yeah. can't say to a straight out racist, you can't say, dude, that's wrong. You're a fucking asshole. You should die. So that's yeah. not gonna change his mind, you know. <laughs> He's gonna say like, "Fuck you!" I'm gonna hate you even more. Yeah, exactly. I completely. Yeah. Agree. So I don't know, man. Um, but at least uh, I do think it's good to some extent to to talk about this stuff because at least there's people like you or me who can see the big picture. And you know, if somebody is out there listening, um, maybe they will not agree. But in the end, man, if I can change someone's mind and make them, you know make them realize that there is always a better way to come to agreements and that I'm happy if I can change one person's mind because that's what I'm for. Actually, I'm more about, uh, maybe I'll sound a bit of a hippie here, especially if, if since we're making hardcore music, but I'm all about <laughs> peace and love and people just being happy Absolutely. and chill and having a drink and whatever. Like it, it's really funny. Even in this, in this block, you know, there's such a, a funny, group of people like we're all so different right like i'm i'm from venezuela um i have a neighbor who's vegan uh, my famita is a bit of a closet racist you know but he's still <laughs> nice uh, we have a neighbor from eritrea who's um, came, sadly came as a as a as a refugee because man the situation those guys have to fucking go through is yeah. holy shit like the stories they say man like how they have to basically live every day with an AK-47 to protect themselves. It's just fucking total anarchy, you know? 
Yeah. And then uh, there's a guy from the, he's owning a, a transportation company. Uh, he is um, originally from the Democratic Republic of the Congo. So then we have a guy who is half Greek, half German, and he's running a, a, a music a, a music agency. Like they book metal bands like Rage and all this stuff. So, you know, nice. we have this huge combo melting pot. There is another friend of mine who is like this, really hardcore his uh his his swiss and he is this um like he lives like an anarcho-communist like if you go to his house they, he, he lives under this philosophy and he loves this shit yeah. so obviously there's all sorts of different uh, you know origins and, and opinions and everything uh um but i i've even seen at some point that a couple of the neighbors one got in this like really heated political debate but I, after they were done they hugged themselves and said Viel Spaß. And the yeah. next day, everything was okay. I was like, man, this is this this is great. You know, this is such a great example. You know, being able to have a different point of view, but then be like, okay, it doesn't matter. You're my friend. Yeah. Do you that, do you have sometimes this this thing like you know from DJing and traveling and everything? Um, you know, since this whole thing started in America, I was like, dude, I've been living in a bubble because I didn't know racism is actually real you know because like you meet so many different people and like you know you never really care like where somebody's from because you meet people from all nationalities all races everything so like at some point i was like oh shit that's something that that's real you know because well, i was always like never really I, paying attention because you need to be aware of it like it's yeah. not like that that's what i was saying like it's not like everything i said is negating the fact that racism is a, is a real thing. It's sadly it is, but... No, no, but I mean, like, you know, because we are living, like, you know, since we are, like, you know, always in touch with so many people from so many different nations. Yeah. You know, obviously you can't be racist and do that because, you know, you wouldn't travel all around and, like, you know, go to, like, all different countries. But um, at the end of the day, it's like when you do it long enough... You forget, you know, it's not like you're neglecting that it's you, you forget, you know, you don't think about like, oh, yeah, shit. Like, yeah, there are actually people who hate blacks. There are people who hate Jews or whatever, you know, so you you, you never think. I mean, I never think about that. So for me, oh, it was like when that I started, it was like, shit, that's, that's I actually think, exists. I forgot. Yeah. I mean, but as I just say, you know, we forget about it because we are we're always traveling and we see people from everywhere. So we learn to see everyone equally. Right. Um, yeah. But, it's, it's uh, all people, you know? So, yeah. Uh, but, uh, the, there's definitely, um, I think it's a double edged sword. Like I think that the, the whole, the mass media outrage is helping bring the topic to attention, but it's also blowing it out of proportion. You know what I mean? So, it, yeah. and it gets to a point where it, it, it just, uh, it makes it, it puts everyone on edge. You know what I mean? Right. It's kind of like the same thing was happening with um with this whole like uh, there was a trend of articles also with the whole hashtag Me Too movement, like you know, women who are speaking out because they were abused and whatever. So, you know, that's great. That's actually I I think that's a very good thing. Yeah. But you know, it, it's I also realize like it's making a lot of people really paranoid. As in, as in, you hear these stories of, of women who say, "Oh, I felt raped." Yes. What the fuck does that em mean? emotionally raped? Well, yeah, somebody like, said oh, you're ugly, and it's like, oh, me, or, or he asked for my number, or oh yeah. my god, I felt raped. Like, what the fuck is that, man? Like, yeah. I think I think these people need to realize the, the the sad thing is like when they do this, they're actually um, they're they're diluting the real issue. Because this is a very serious issue. It's a very, it's a, there are very serious accusations. Like, man, I, you know, I was just, um, uh, did you ever watch the the girl, the girl with the dragon tattoo, the American version of the? Um, so it's a, it's a great version, actually. Uh, it's an American adaptation of one of the movies from. It's a Swedish series called like Men Who Hate Women. Okay. Uh, it's it's really really good, and uh, and it basically portrays. Uh, I, I, like how how sexism uh, affects people in in so many different uh, situations, you know. Uh, and there's this one scene which is it, it's a rape scene. It's a very 
I mean, I, I have a really hard time watching this kind of stuff, you know, but, but I think it's good for awareness, but that's what rape is. That's, that's what rape is. That's yeah. nothing else. Like, you know, someone trying to get a chick backstage. I keep seeing all these artists getting canceled because I don't know, some girl goes to his backstage and they do things. And then a few years later, she says, Oh, well, yeah, you know, he fucked me. And, uh, and I was underage, you know, but I told him I was 19. So I, I like, you, you know what I mean? Like yeah. this kind of stuff, it's fucking ridiculous, man. I, I saw it with, um, I think Bass Nectar was the last guy who, who had to step away from his career or, oh, or this way, thing really? that happened with Louis C.K. It's a really funny, great comedian. Like he, supposedly he, he got called out because he had this thing, which I still think is fucking creepy if you ask me to be fair but but you know according to his story his side of the story he wasn't really doing anything wrong like he is a guy that he would ask women into his hotel room and they would say yes i don't know if, if this is like different cultures but in my country if you ask a woman to come into your hotel room and you she says yes, she, she, she knows what of she's course. getting into like and, you know she can say no and that's fine okay well, you said no so i assume you're not interested and that's yeah. okay but if you come, then I am assuming that you are. Yeah, yeah you're, you're not you're not coming to like check my post stamp collection and shit, you know. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. And they can still, you know, change their mind midway, whatever, and just go and then yeah, whatever, go. I mean, that hasn't happened to me, thankfully. But uh, you know, the the point is, this guy had this thing where he he liked looking at women and and, and jerking off. But, but which is really, I think it's really weird, honestly. But he would go uh, like to the extent of asking everything, like, "Hey, uh, do you mind if I do this?" And yeah. they would say, "No, sure, go ahead." And he would go ahead and do it. <laughs> and, and then, oh, this guy is a creep. And it's like, you fucking said yes. I mean, sure, yeah. he's a creep, but yeah. But you know, this is this is the kind of stuff that that I keep seeing. That I'm, I don't think it's um. It's fair also because there's also the possibility of someone um, maybe, I don't know, 20 years ago, uh, like this guy we were talking about, the former neo-Nazi who now does this. I mean, he's making up for it. Fair enough. Yeah. But let's suppose this guy decided to just live his own life and say, I'm not going to make a, a foundation to get people out of yeah. the Nazi. Thing. I just realized myself, okay, this is wrong. So I'm going to go ahead with the rest of my life. And now I know it's wrong. Okay. And then somebody says, hey, I found this picture from you like 10 years ago. You were in Auschwitz and you were doing the Nazi salute. You're a Nazi. We're going to kill you. No, you cannot call people out on things they did 20 years ago. Man, people change, you know, yeah. unless they really have it, which is, which is, which is a different story. But this is, um, it's, I don't think it's helping at all because it's only going to make people, um, if, if anything, I think it's just going to, to, to get people to, to shut up completely and not share anything. And then, and then you're not going to be able to tell who's who. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a big issue with, um, kind of the new generation, you know, it's like, um, everybody is so easily offended, you know? On on, yeah. on the one hand, on the one hand, like no matter who I talk to, like everybody is like licking assholes from everybody and shit. Like, you know, they are like completely open and they do shit in the bedroom like you couldn't imagine. But on the other side, you say something and people are instantly offended. Like I heard like um, one of the comedians, I think it was Chris Rock or something like he started, he stopped performing at the college campuses and stuff because he said like they are all to PC, you know, he can't make any jokes because they, they, they getting offended and they're walking out and shit. So like yeah. you would imagine, like, you know, if you like watch comedians, like from 20 years ago, you would imagine nowadays it should be all more offending and it's getting like more censored. That's, that's uh, unbelievable. And when yeah. you say something, I think, I think they now also going after um, Eddie Murphy for like, you know, his stand up shit, which he done 30 years ago, you know, now all of a sudden they're going after him. Back it's then, just, like everybody was laughing his ass off. It is fucking funny, you know, <laughs> but now, yeah. now they're coming after him. What I'm talking about, dude, like, you know, at some point, you know what? I watch all these guys all the time. And, and you know why? Because I feel 
it's almost like an act of rebellion. Yeah. Just being able to watch a guy who's making this kind of jokes, which are extreme, whatever, you know, dude, I come from a country where we were like, uh, just to, to, to give you an example, there was this um, comedian who said this once, and it was such a, such a funny thing because it's so true. You know, uh, he was comparing the life of two Venezuelans, one who left to the USA, Europe, you know, is having, you know, able to make a living, whatever. And the other one is still in Venezuela, you know, dealing with all the shit and whatnot. So he asks these two people how they're doing. So the guy in the U.S. says, yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm fine. You know, I'm, we make good money and, you know, my kids are in school and I have a beautiful wife and I have a good house and we have a pool and, yeah, it's great, man. It's great. I, I got a call coming in. Well, never mind. Sorry. Okay. So, so you, you stopped, you stopped that everything is great. Yeah, everything is great. But he was like such a depressed voice. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. such a depressed voice. So then he asks the guy in Venezuela how he's doing. Uh, he's like, dude, it's fucking crazy. The other day, my aunt got kidnapped. Bro, everyone was fucking losing their minds. No, but we got her out. It's all good. And then, well, yeah, a friend of mine, he got shot the other week. But, you know, hey, but then they are so excited. Oh, so I'm, I'm back. Yeah, perfect. I just took that call really quick. Uh, it's um, yeah. it's actually Andre from Brainworks. Uh, we're figuring out something for the for the promotion of uh, Kniphonium. The Kniphonium. I have to say the K. Yeah. It's it, that was my accent there when I said it. You know, it's Kniphonium. All right. So, anyways, you know, the, the the point is, we learned to laugh about all these things. I think the I think that comedy is not, it's not there to try and offend people. It's actually just trying to, you know, like make everything a little lighter, you know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of like, okay, we have these problems, but laughter is actually very, very good for building resilience, you know? It's like, okay, I don't have to get so worked up about this. This is a real issue. And we have to face it and we have to do something about it. But getting worked up about it does not fix it. On, on the contrary, it, it actually makes it a lot worse, I think. And and I can't think of one single joke ever which is not kind of making fun of any type of group, of any situation, of anything. There's yeah. every joke, there is somebody who won't find it funny because he's in that situation but that's that's i'm sure that we have our own about venezuelans you know yeah. we shit about ourselves it's whatever you can you have jokes about venezuelans jokes about germans jokes about french jokes about russians jokes about japanese jokes about americans jokes about black people white people what about thick sizes you know and in that yeah. case i think you know black people are definitely winning <laughs> so fair enough <laughs> everybody knows this and that's great for them. So, right. you know, this is not, um, I don't know, man, where I come from, we completely remove the offensive value in all of these words. And, and we, we say this stuff all the time, everywhere, like the equivalent words to, uh, like to give you an example, um, there's someone in my family who we call El Negro Sigala, which is the, Sigala would be the last name and El Negro, we're, we're talk, it's like saying the Shrasaman, the, 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 the black guy. See what I'm yeah. saying? If I say it in English, I'm already like, oh, be careful. Yeah, yeah. Remove the offensive value. He is just someone in my family who happens to be of mixed race. So he has dark skin and we call him Negro. And there's no problem with that. You know, yeah. maybe they call me Katire because I am, I'm, I'm, for Venezuelan standards, I, I look a little whiter. But I don't, there, I don't, I don't know. There's no privilege. You know what I mean? There's just, you know, this guy is one color, just as this is fucking red and this is white and this is black. And it, it, you're, you're just pointing it out and it's an easy thing. Oh yeah. You know, Fred. Yeah. Fred, the black guy. Yeah, yeah. sure. Whatever. Oh, you, or, you know, Fred. Yeah. The Venezuelan guy. It, it's, there is no there is no offense yeah especially especially um the most racism i experienced in my life wasn't reversed so i tell you a story i had i, know, I had right? a, 
I, yeah. I had it when I went to school. Um, there was there was a black guy in my class. He was a really good friend. Love him to death, and I still meet him every once in a while on the street. So, and the only racism was happening was like, ah, you you white dudes can't dance. You got all small dicks, and like you know, he was being the racist. Like, ah, oh, you white guys can't run fast and shit. Like all the time, yeah. he was making racist jokes about us. You know. <laughs> Yeah, you white people, you white people, and then you say, "Well, you black people, yo, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that's not that's not cool." I definitely agree with that. So, that then was I funny. Know, so, like, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it has to be. Um, there's definitely there has to be a balance, and I think. Um, but you know, I, I think, like I said, like having conversations like these is definitely going to bring more people together because there is a lot of people who are in in the center, like in that gray area. We find uh, it's usually people who have just critical thinking and they see things as they are. So I, I think it's good. I think it's um it's a much better way to keep, uh, as Rob G would say, positive and vibes. Right. You know, just keep everything positive. Like to me, the way I see it, man. You know, I would say. Anyone can think whatever they want, even if they want to be racist, just don't kill anyone. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? That that's if someone actually wants to live his whole life being a racist and he works, pays his taxes, whatever the hell, but he has never actually harmed anyone of a different race, but but he just hates them, you know, because he's he's got, I don't know, he's got mental issues. Maybe he's got a really maybe he's white and he has a small dick, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. It's, it's what I was just saying. Like he yeah. can be allowed to live his whole life like that, as long as he doesn't come and fuck with me, you know, because I'm a Latino or whatever. Uh, oh, and uh, well, just you know, you can go and think whatever you want. Fair enough. Just just don't fuck with me. Right. That, that, it's e as easy as that. So I, I I don't know, man. I think people can think whatever the hell they they want to, because you cannot change it anyways. Like you can say. For example, like, how can you say that? You should not allow this to be thought. It's impossible to forbid someone from thinking something. Yeah. Yeah. And the main, the main problem is also um, people who try to forbid to think like that, they decided that's wrong. But the guy who is a racist, he decided that's right, you know? So like we got we got no institution who says how it is, you know. So that's also kind of difficult. It's like, you know, like those fucking vegans, you know. So I mean, I'm 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 a vegetarian myself, so not like fucking no, vegans. But, but always, you know, if they if they if they kind of always, it. like it's yeah. a good cause. But the second you the second you get like a, a flag, yeah, you force right? it on people. You force, you force it. it on, oh, absolutely. I completely yeah. agree. Like, dude, I'm all. It, it, it's the same thing to me. Like, uh, I remember I had this friend who was uh, who was a vegan, and I, I saw I watched a bunch of documentaries, and I was like, yeah, dude, this is actually like it, this is good that this exists. So we are more aware of of the potential damage we're actually doing. That that's definitely a, a good thing. But she was like, you know, she was with this group of people who were like ironing their legs and marking themselves as cattle I'm like, yeah, I'm like, dude like do you think i want to be a vegan from watching you doing that shit right like this is just creeping me out this is and, no. and people like you sit with them at a table and they're like oh you're fucking disgusting and stuff it's like you know i don't have a problem to sit there and like people eating meat but you know when Others like try to force it because they decided that's right. Yeah, there, there's know? always gonna be also a meat eaters who say, "Oh, you're a vegetarian, like you're exactly. gay." Meat, yeah, yeah, exactly. They decided that's right to eat meat, and then it's like once you bring it up, I don't eat meat. It's like, oh, you're a fucking faggot and whatever, you know? It's yeah, like, and which is also not right. No, absolutely not. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You have your you have your your mind in the right place. You are able to see. You are able to tell right from wrong. As opposed of as opposed to, you know, being part of this manipulation of like you are part of this group or that group. Yeah, it's wow. it's it's um it's it's a definitely um ein schwieriges und ähnliches Thema. Yeah. Yeah, at the end at the end of the day, um you know, you gotta decide for yourself. And I mean there are some topics, you know, everybody got his own opinion, you know. In China they're eating dogs because they decided that's fine. Over here we find it wrong. You know, if you talk to, to, to them who are eating them, they say, No, it's right, it's wrong, you don't eat them, you know. So it's, yeah. it's like like you said, you know, even as long so as you I don't to admit in that particular point, I am a little bit like 
I mean, I know there's nothing I can do about it, but I no, but I, I also I also completely disagree. But they decided it's right, you know. I also completely disagree on racism, but the person who is a racist think it's right. The person yeah, who I, eats I know dogs what you're thinks yeah, it's, it's right. Like, as in, you can say, for example, we should not allow this. Okay, well, good luck going to China and getting them to change their mind. It's 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 still I still think it's barbaric, but Absolutely. why should I bother uh stressing out over something that I am not able to change? That's yeah. that's that's a thing. Like I think there's uh there's better ways to 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 you know to to go about your activism because there's absolutely a lot of things that can be changed. Like for example, what I was just mentioning, like being able to create groups that uh, of um of people who are like former racists, for example, who yeah. can understand racism because they they failed it themselves. And then those are the people who are the best qualified to get someone out of that mindset, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Because they're like, okay, I know where you're coming from, but this is wrong. Let me show you why. You know, yeah. and then they're like, yeah, shit. There's there's a documentary about the guy actually. Look look it up. It's called Life After Hate. It's really really interesting. Life After Hate. I'm gonna always gonna check try it out. to get everyone to look at it because I think um, this is um, like this could motivate other groups like that. Imagine like if if a former uh, racist guy sees this and he's like, man, this is it. This is how I can do it. This is how I can change. You know, and I think, man, Germany is the best example of a country that can change. People can say, yeah, there's always some groups. There's always going to be extreme groups everywhere, not just yeah, in Germany. Yeah. Germany actually did way more than possible to make up for, you know, and it's the only country that did it. The Russians yeah. didn't do it. The Chinese didn't do it. The Americans don't do it. The British didn't do it. The Dutch didn't do it. The Spanish didn't do it. The Mongolians didn't do it. The Japanese didn't do shit. Like, I mean. Yeah. Germany is one. The Italians didn't do it. You know, you can go to Italy. You will still find they still have a soft spot for Mussolini. You know, uh, so <laughs> de- Germany is the one country who, do, who was like capable of you know looking at itself in the mirror and be like, okay, we fucked up big time. Let's not do this again. Yeah, we pay the dues. Yeah, that's yeah. I think, and I think that's great, man. That's actually one of the things that makes me respect this this country so much. I. Um, I even shared this with a friend, like, uh, you know, it's kind of sad that you are not able to, to, you know, to express patriotism because people are still connected to this area. And, I, and I'm like, man, you guys don't even have the same flag. You know, why can you celebrate the new Germany, the new inclusive Germany, the new open Germany? The yeah, new- there's, there's, there's still a lot of guilt attached, even though, you know, that's already like third generation there's still a lot of guilt attached. I mean, um, you now since I'm also kind of an immigrant here, um, I don't feel that way. I love yeah. that country, but um, like the real Germans, um, there's um, yeah, a lot of guilt still. They're still afraid, you know. It was like yeah. I think 2006 when the championship, the football championship, was here. Yeah. So it was the first time after like the war that you've been seeing German flags everywhere. And yeah. um, a lot of people in the media have been yeah. um, really concerned. They've been really expressing their concern. And they've been like, oh, that's like the footage like from 60 years ago and we are afraid and shit. It's oh, like, man. it's a fucking football world championship in this yeah, country. No, the, the, the thing is, man, you have to, uh, I think... Like that's not to say it, it, it was. Uh, it's not to say it was a good thing. You just have to separate the wrongdoings from, first of all, from the country because it's not even the same country. Exactly. Even like speaking from you know in terms of uh, frontiers and flags. And yeah. It, it's not even the same country. You know. So that would be the first thing I would say. Like you, you don't even have to. Like you know go go to to how to say go to Italy and then look at them when they are winning the championship like nobody's going to say oh my god you know the 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 fascists the Italian fascists are coming back because they're cheering for their football team like what the, no yeah that's that's not critical thinking you know that's, what i mean that's, that's just stupid you should never forget history in this particular part of history nobody should forget and doesn't yeah. matter in which country that should yeah. never be exactly. forgotten but um like you said 
um, after the war was over and everything got sorted out, nobody who was in power been there afterwards. Exactly. And exactly. like nowadays, there been only there are only so few people who been there at that time, and they've been kids. So look 20 years ahead, and there will be nobody there who was there at that time. So yeah, it's a, there's there's a British uh, political analyst that I read. Uh, he wrote something. I think it was a piece, or I think it was German, British. I don't know something about. Um, it was an opinion article precisely about this, how, how the issue with, uh, with patriotism in Germany is limiting patriotism to the extreme right. And the problem with this is going to be if anyone wants to show their love for their, for their land by, by doing whatever, you know, by, by I don't know, uh, growing uh, crops or, or whatever you want to yeah. think of or, or making like, um, how do you call it? Like a how do you call it a Nipa or something like that? Is that how you call it? Like the Nipa, Nipa, another uh, an old German like make new beer or some shit. Yeah. You know something that this is what I think when I think of Germany. You know sauerkraut, hot call beer. Th this is all, what all, all the south. <laughs> like, people yeah, always yeah, think yeah. of Germany like with with the lederhosen. You know the beer, sauerkraut. Yeah, exactly. It's all Bavaria. You know every time they think, think about, about Germany, they think about Bavaria. <laughs> I know for some reason there's always this this connection with it, but th there yeah. you go. Like, like saying, like, what do you want to express your your love for the country in in that way? Um, and then if you do, oh, don't do that because that's Nazi. No, that's that's the first problem. If you take patriotism back from the hands of the extremists, then it is not exclusive to the extremists anymore. Then people, there, people are just going to protect what they have right now. Which yep. is this new Germany, the new open inclusive Germany. So in the name of Germany, we're gonna make sure that these fucking extremists who do not represent the majority of Germany anymore don't ever come back. Yeah. I, I think it's a it's a it's a much better, you know. But then again, as I was talking to a friend, we were also in this interview, he was like, Man, you're simplifying this too much. You know, you need to be aware that the road to fascism starts like that. And I was like, dude, you know. I'm just talking because I come from a country where patriotism really is that simple. When I say I love Venezuela, I say I love uh, my music, I love my food, I love uh, my rum. We have the best rum in the world, and we are very proud of it. About it, we have um, I don't know the hottest women, and we and our argument for that is we have actually won the most amount of Miss Universe uh, contests. I mean, these days I don't give a shit about this because I think it's a lot of uh, there's a lot of abuse behind that. When you yeah. look at the real picture; it's all plastic bullshit. But yeah. we still have this thing in, in our international record holder. There's no killing of anybody included. There's no going to another territory and, to, and occupying it. There's nothing. It's just we are just really proud because we have hot ass women. You know, you can you can you can disconnect this from 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 the bad stuff and connect it to to positive things like absolutely you know like like being a, a very efficient country that has is able to to keep the um, to keep social peace, peace in such a way like that's i have so much respect for the way people here are able to really keep the social peace no matter what it's 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 crazy like there's Everything seems seems okay. It's there's of course you still hear some crime every now and then, but this in comparison to where I come from, like you know, it's there's more people die every year in Venezuela from gun crimes than people die, than people who have died so far from coronavirus in all of Germany. And right. Germany is three sizes, three times the population of Venezuela. It's yeah. it's a third of the territory, but it's three times the population. So. Uh, yeah, that kind of gives you some perspective, you know. Yeah, I mean, I also, you know, um, I, I mean, like, you know, I was born in the former Soviet Union. I, I was st still a child when we moved here, but of course, like, you know, my parents they kind of got att been attached quite long, so I heard like all the stories from um, the time back then. And Which part of the Soviet Union? Kazakhstan. What's today? Shit, Kazakhstan. you were born in Kazakhstan. Yes. That's fucking awesome, dude. I would love to go there. I've heard, like, I've seen some beautiful pictures of Astana. I always wanted to see it. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. I mean, since we left, we left in 94. 
I was never there anymore. I've been in Russia a bunch of times, uh, also for DJing and stuff, but in Kazakhstan, I've been never there again. So one day I definitely also want to go there and see, because Astana, they really go together and make a show. City. What? Let's go together and make a show. Yes, yes, let's do it. <laughs> promote a fame, bring Rob G and make a whole like hardcore base crossbreed party. Right, right. They don't make much there. Like I, I, I heard a couple promoters, but... But I'm not in touch, so so maybe you know, I don't know. Maybe it could be an interesting erfahrung. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. We should we should be in touch with that. We, we might maybe you know we can figure something out. It would be nice to bring because I definitely haven't heard from anybody doing ever anything there. You know, so we could be the guys who bring that sound. <laughs> exactly, we could be like pioneers. There. Right, right. There we go. should do that. <laughs> That's a good idea, man. Listen, I think the the hour is over. Uh, yes. I'm just I'm just looking at the. Yeah. But um, we haven't yeah, I mean, talked I any know, music. I can I can talk a bit more, but I guess you know, yeah, we actually didn't speak about music. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, maybe ask. Let's ask maybe a couple questions about it and, and, and it. anything you had in mind that you wanted to ask or dude i had i had so much in mind i wanted to ask but it was still a nice conversation uh, agreed yeah sorry everybody is disappointed we ended up talking about politics yes <laughs> it's the one uh, thing i always hate talking about but always talk about for some reason <laughs> bro anyway um I still appreciate you doing this. Um, maybe, you know, one day, you know, you find another hour and we can talk about music. Yeah, next listen, time. How about this? Let's do that. <laughs> let's let's schedule another one. And then on the second post podcast, we actually talk about music and zero politics. Right, right. Because, you know, I got like a lot of questions. And you know, I think I told you the story. So um, back then I was, you know, po posting the party where we've been booked together. And yeah. like my inbox blew up and I mean, shame on me. I didn't know about you back then, but my inbox really blew up. And it's like all weird people who not really like into hardcore and shit. So like just friends, it's like, dude, like you're playing with Sardonic and shit. And it's like, oh shit, I got to check it out. So and then, <laughs> I, awesome. and then awesome. I checked it out and I was like so blown away. I think I told you back then I was like so blown away, like the quality, everything. So, I mean, I'm a big fan since then, you know, so like, yeah. I appreciate that for sure. And don't worry. I mean, I'm happy to, you know, I mean, we are in Corona times. I managed to keep busy, but it's not like I have like, oh, I am yeah. not able to put to to take one hour to talk to you because I'm too cool. No, man, you, yeah. you know, you already know me. I'm not. I'm not like that. So just let's do this again. That's no problem. Let's do let's do it two times, five times. It's all, it's all good. Cool, cool. So to all people watching, listening, all the five people. <laughs> so, I, I, um, I, guess, I guess more will come. Oh shit! Like, is, is this gonna be live too? Or no, you're gonna no put it's not, not gonna be live. I'm I'm gonna edit it and like you know the video. I'm gonna post on YouTube and then like an audio version, like as a regular podcast. Yeah. Oh. Dude, you know, if you feel this can be a dangerous podcast to post, uh, you know, don't don't be afraid of. Like if you tell me later, man, we shouldn't do this. I mean, I didn't really say anything wrong, but you know, no, what it is. no, no Just, but I know I'm gonna gonna go through, and if I got a feeling like something was a bit too much, I'm gonna edit it out, and it will be all right. So don't worry about it, or I'm gonna edit it in a way that you look like a racist. You know, I know, <laughs> Just, I know, I know. Just little I'm gonna, words. I'm gonna snippets. edit out the part where you say those fucking vegans, and I'm gonna post it and say <laughs> this guy's a Trump supporter, and your, and your career is over. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> dude. Right, yeah. Cool. Keep in Bro, touch. Anyway, I really appreciate it. Um, really, you know, it was also good to catch up with you again. And, um, you know, next time we talk a little bit about music. But anyway, like, appreciate very much. No worries, man. <laughs> keep in touch. And yeah, keep me, keep me posted. When you post everything, I'll share it as well. Perfect. Cheers, man. All right, my man. You have a good one. Bye bye.
Okay, this is it. As I already said in the beginning, um, it turned out to be a very different conversation. Not too much about snare drums and stuff like that, but still, I guess, a very interesting conversation. So if you enjoyed it, leave a comment, write me a text, whatever. I'm very happy to hear what you guys think. And definitely I will bring him back and next time we're gonna talk about the beloved snare drums. Before we wrap it up, let me quickly pluck some news. I just released a new sound bank for the famous Rob Papen raw synth. Not the raw kick, the regular raw synth. Coming with 120 brand new presets, 50 of them are screeches, 20 basses with like a lot of distortion and shit like that, the stuff you like, and 20 lead sounds and some extras here and there. So very interesting thing, you have to check it out. Uh, check it on generalgeibel.com, check the demo and if you are a user of that synth or you might be interested you can always help and buy it and enjoy it and make cool music with that before the self-advertisement goes out of hand let me take the opportunity to say thank you to everybody who've been listening and supporting that podcast it means really a lot please continue to do so and if you got a chance also make sure you share it with your friends and like with people who might be interested it's just good to know that people appreciate the amount of time and work i'm putting into it that's it for this week thank you very much for tuning in as you might realized i changed the release date to mondays instead of sundays simply because i just need a day off in the week and sunday seems to be the best day for that and therefore releases on monday and next monday we are back with another episode next time we got rob g in the house the interview is already recorded and it turned out to be very long and very interesting. So it's going to be a two-part interview again. Definitely stay tuned, stay safe. You have a good one. Bye-bye.